Welcome to The Devil's Advocate. I'm your host, David Ray. This is the show where I bring on a guest to debate a topic of their choosing. I take the other side, regardless of my own true feelings on the matter. And today's episode, I bring on Rizwan Mohiadeen, who is, uh, and we have a discussion that is maybe a little bit of a hot-button topic for some folks. But we here at The Devil's Advocate, we don't shy away from these kind of discussions. Uh, I, I, I say we... But there's only one person involved in, in making this show, frankly. It's, it's just myself. I don't know why I used we. I'm not royalty or anything. Uh, it, it, I, I am able to afford the $10 it costs to put this podcast up. So I'll bear full responsibility for the discussions on this podcast. Look, I'm already off tro- topic here. Uh, the point is we are going to be discussing extremism in Islam today. And some of you are already like, oh my, this might get out of hand. Uh, Let me reassure you that this is not just two white guys discussing this. This is one white guy and one non-white guy, which is already a step up from like Fox News, right? So with that all said, we're going to get into the episode, but I would like to remind my listeners, uh, even though this is called The Devil's Advocate, I am in no way a friend of the devil. In fact, I am so opposed to the devil that I have not even bothered to learn what gender the devil identifies as. I just call him he is because I'm going to assign him that. So there you go. That's how much I'm opposed to the devil. With that said, let's get into this episode with Rizwan Mohiadeen. Today I have with me uh, Rizwan Mohideen. Did I say that right? It's Mohideen. It's so... All the time I hear every everybody at uh, the different comedy shows says it a little bit differently. I'm like, I don't even know which one it is anymore. Mm, the teacher in elementary school taking attendance would say it differently every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Just kind of riff... I'll hit it one time. Mm, mm, eventually, a mishmash of words. He put my first and last name together. <laughs> Rash motion, whatever, some brown noise. I just knew to respond to whatever brown noise I heard. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> well, Rizwan, I can get your first name. I, I do have that down. Uh, uh, thanks for coming in to record the podcast. Thank uh, you for having me. We didn't really have time to figure out what we're going to talk about, but uh, I know you have a lot of things to say, so what are we discussing today on The Devil's Act? Yeah, I just have something on my mind. I want to just talk to the people, talk to you about the benefits and the positives about Islamic extremism? Um, sorry, sorry, uh, Islamic extre- like the benefits? Yeah. Uh, like the positives. Uh, that's, Rizwan, uh, don't, aren't you kind of concerned that if you're going to say the benefits of extremism that it might <clears throat> cause troubles? What do you mean? For you? Well, like, extremism, like, it's kind of, um... It's kind of popular. It's a very popular movement in the world right now. A lot of people are following it. It's one of the fastest-growing popular cultures out there. It's got its own subreddit. It's pretty much a validated cause. Well, just because there's a lot of people attached to it doesn't mean it's a good thing, you know? How does that... I don't understand what you mean by that. (laughs) If there's a lot of people following it, there must be something to it. Okay, what could possibly be to extremism? I mean, like, the main thing when people think of extremism is uh, they kill people. That's only one part of the bigger picture. 
you realize this is a the very fact, large subculture. It's kind of a major sticking point for any kind of movement, don't you think? Well, it's like saying Metallica is just music. It's more than music. It's a spirit to the people. It's a voice to the people. It's a thing everybody participates in. There might but be a music doesn't kill people. Uh, go to a Metallica concert. <laughs> it's killed several people. They had a concert in Russia of 800,000 people. Several people were crushed. So perhaps Metallica. People shouldn't be following Metallica. But they don't choose to kill people. Like, it's not like extremism has this, like, whoa, we just have these safety issues. That are but going- it is all safety issues. It is all safety issues. People are going into their land, and they're only fighting back. That's all I can speak to. I'm not over there. I don't know about the killing of people, but when you say safety issues... It's all really a safety issue. So, Hellfire uh, rains from the sky. People with Xbox controllers send drones to other countries. You got 14-year-olds playing Call of Duty, controlling real drones, shooting down motherfucking Iraqis. Wait, ho- hold on a second. Do you think people who play Xbox are actually controlling drones? The technology is all there. It's, it's, the t- all, it's all the same. It's like the most intuitive controller. Just throw an Xbox controller in somebody's hand and like, yeah, yeah, fly this drone. Well, okay, taking back your land, that aside, what about all the uh, attacks that they're, uh, you know, in France when they had that there? Don't you think that that's kind of a problem? Is it, though? Yes! Do you really think so? Yes, absolutely! Why do you think it's a problem? Because those people died, like, they were innocents, they were just going, having a good time, having some wine, and then they get shot up for no reason. And the blood is on whose hand? The people who did it. The extremists. The people that you're trying to defend. Am I defending them right now? I'm only speaking for a popular culture. I can't speak to the actions of any individual. These are individuals who are making choices. If you want to associate them with something, that's up to you. So how would you uh, define extremism then? Extremism is just being radical, being your own self, being Hold on a second. What kind of radical do you mean? Do you mean like... Keeping it 100. A surfer-style radical, or are you like, you know, extreme thoughts? It's, surfers extreme. can have extreme thoughts. Surfing is one of the most extreme thoughts you could have. To ride yourself on a wooden paddleboard on top of a killer wave, it's one of the most extreme things you could do. And it is an extreme thing, but it's a thing that doesn't lead to people trying to murder each other, you know? But it's harming the environment. Sharks end up biting a shark's leg. Sharks end up biting several other Wait, sharks. Wait, are the sharks now surfing? And the sharks are biting their... They're themselves. <laughs> They're their own legs. You know sharks used to be amphibians, and they used to be on land. Like crocodiles, they used to have legs. So they end up biting each other's legs because they're confused. What is this new thing in the environment? Mm. Really, it's fucking up the sharks to a psychological level. Okay, so we might be getting off base here. Let's let's get... So what are the positives of extremism? Just being yourself. That's the main thing. When you're lost in a new land, lost in this 21st century, if you want to advocate for something, it's the 21st century of industrialism has lost the sense of self towards the mainstream of people in the republic. People in Canada, if you're working a middle-income job, living a middle-class life, you had hopes, you had dreams, but you gave them up because at no point 
Although there were all of those motivational speakers who said, follow your dreams, follow your dreams, you were always pulled down by other people telling you, hey, but keep it real, though. Keep it a little bit safe. So the idea of extremism is, whatever thought you have, as crazy as it might be, go for it. Start a company. Start a dream. Become an artist. That's what extremism is. And it's unfortunate that we have to call that extremism in today's age, where somebody is following their heart, following their pursuits, their passions, and defending themselves and their rights as a person. That's extreme. The normal idea in today's life, the normalcy, being safe, being locked up in your own middle-income house like it's some kind of prison, the only thing that's extreme is that people put up with living in North America, living shallow lives, and being locked in their own prisons. That's extreme. I only see people keeping it real. <laughs> By blowing themselves up. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, yes, you shouldn't stay in your bubble. You should reach out and do what, follow your heart's passion. But fundamentalism in any of its forms is all about staying according to this very strict set of rules and in its own sense it's restricted they're not following their passions they're just taking advantage of people's anger and and directing it into harming other people exactly i agree with you totally there it is uh what you can see is isis and islamic extremism tells us a lot about ourselves you find people especially men Men whom are uh, 25% more likely to commit suicide, four times more likely than women to commit suicide. Um, one, suicide is the second leading cause of death for teenagers. So when you find people in the depths of their depression, anything, anything, anybody whispering in their ear can turn them to any way. So I'm advocating for extremism. Whether that extremism is Islamic or super insane, super surfer, surfer radicalism. It's all extremism. So anything, anything whispering in somebody's ear can inspire them. So when you're talking about Islamic extremism, it's just one form. All things equal in the universe. We descended from stars. Explosions run in our veins. By exploding ourselves, we're only going back to the Big Bang. We're only starting things off where it all started, keeping it real really literal <laughs> that, that's that's mind-blowingly crazy because one if you're an extreme uh islamic extremist you probably don't believe in the big bang and it's that that's conceded the islamic world is one of the biggest proponents of science science Throughout the medieval, while white people were getting fucked by the Black Plague, eating <laughs> bread bowls and, like, paying ten gold for uh, one onion, the Islamic world was out there. Uh, the Banu Musa brothers invented hydraulics. Uh, there was Persepolis, which ended up being fucked up by white people, but we invented fountains, hydraulics, water pressure. You're the Big Bang is also mentioned in the Holy Scripture. Pew, 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 I guess it always takes your uh, your your uh, view and interpretation of your scriptures and everything like that. That is true. Because you could argue that from a Christian point of view as well. That once again, we're coming down to the problem with a lot of extremism, uh, especially fundamentalism in, in uh, different philosophies, is it leads to the death of others. That is the biggest issue with it. If your line of thought, I don't care if it's like setting you free, 
that's a good thing. But if it's letting you get free to the point that you're willing to take out other people against their will, that that's that's not what extremism should. That's what we should be staying away from. And it's unfortunate it came to that point. I think it's really unfortunate when the only outlet of expression was blood. These people have no voice. When their screams aren't heard, when people are be- screaming every day in forgotten streets, streets that aren't seen on, seen, seen, seen on, seen on CNN or on the BBC, streets that have their screams muffled. So with heavy heart and with heavy hand, a man decides, if you can't hear the screams of our people, then maybe you'll hear the screams of your own people. It's really unfortunate it came to that point. Look, I'm not saying that they're not in a bad way in some of these places that are uh, besieged by war and drought and famine. The thing is, the, the response to then kill other people is not what we should be doing. Uh, we should be trying to work together exactly. uh, to do that. But extremism doesn't want to work together. Extremism is just constantly hurting their own cause, ultimately. If they're going to just provoke uh, uh, you know, going in and making attacks in France or uh, in, in the States or any of these places to then provoke them to come and fight them back, that's not helping anything. It's not helping their cause. It's not help. It's just hurting each other. Uh, that's why we can't have fundamentalism. That's the problem with it. When it's just, I, I have the only sense of what's right to the point that they're all stupid, and if they're not willing to join my side, I get to kill them, that's not a helpful position. That's going against even uh, what the prophet was even trying to promote uh, uh, of peace and harmony, that, you know, killing non-believers is not a good thing, you know? Like, you're going against your own prophet of peace, and and peace by the sword is, is... paradoxical it doesn't make sense mm. so you're you're willing to just t- pick and choose what you like out of, out of your belief system and not really follow through with it it's the same problem in fundamentalist christianity it's the same problem in fundamentalist atheism when you just uh have your own thing figured out and you just hate the other side because they don't agree that's setting up for a continued broken world, one that doesn't reach peace, which is what most belief systems are trying to move towards. And then even if extremism is trying to do that, they're doing it the wrong way. So there needs to be other ways that we come about bringing about peace. Uh, Like, for instance, my suggestion, for instance, is to prevent extremism from expanding for these super violent people to be uh, uh, separated. You know, uh, for instance, if I'm talking across the table from somebody who is an Islamic extremist, uh, who is very much for it, uh, I'm going to go onto my computer that's recording the podcast and uh, link it up to CSIS, and they're going to send people over, and they're going to grab the person I'm talking to and take them away. All right. Cease and listen up, listen up right now. I got a message for all of you. Listen up, Ceases. Listen up, Stephen Harper. Listen up, Trudeau. You better make this good. You got like three minutes. The boy's right here. You know, you can come and get him. The fire mixtape is about to drop. It's called ISIS Part 1. Look, if you say fundamentalism is bad, it's one of the best things that could be out there. It's one of the dopest 
aspects of life. Look, your, your idealism lends towards working together. How can you work together when your enemy is the one suppressing you? When the suppressors are shooting you down on silence? You have no voice. You have no cause. There could be silent protest. We tried that. We could have protests in the streets. We tried that. We tried freedom of speech. We tried that. Then we got Bill C C-51, and they shut that down. So with heavy heart and with heavy hand, we bring out the sound. We bring out the noise. Somebody's got to make noise for these people. Somebody's got to shout. Somebody's got to scream for what's good in this world. What's good if you want to talk about working together, if you keep thinking about it as fundamentalism, extremist, if you keep having this idea, this notion that it's crazy, that it's some burst of emotion, that it's nothing, it's just teenagers acting up, then you truly don't get it. You're not willing to work with the other side. Understand that nothing in this world is crazy. Everybody has a cause. Everybody's human. We all human. We're all pretty basic. We're all just a bunch of basic bitches on a basic ass planet if you keep thinking of it as extreme and radical then you're just giving it power you see when people make noise you can listen you don't have to shout back you want to listen to what they have to say let them calm down tire them out a couple rounds these people they want a solution and yet they're trapped in this world with no outlet of expression you can get them but they're just gonna get you back so just keep trying to understand. Don't force it on them. Don't force your belief. They're not trying to force any belief on anybody. They're just trying to defend themselves. A system, a portion of the world that's been fucked with for centuries upon millennia. When the Mongols came in and fucked up the world and stole their science and chopped down their trees so that they couldn't have any wood or fire. When they burned their crops so that they couldn't have food. When the crusade came in the very next day and chopped them down again for saying, hey, we just don't like you. This fight started a long time ago. This fight started and nobody was writing down the story. Nobody was writing down the scriptures. So if you want to make history, now's time. We're just both out here making history. I'm making history on this podcast. I'm letting CSIS know that the boy's right here. You want him? Come and get him. Well, and you can do that. You can uh, go and try to uh, bring up the oppressed people, but violence is not ultimately your answer. It's not the ultimate answer to fix all the wrongs of the past. It's just going to create... It's the only answer. It's creating the wrongs for the uh, tomorrow. But I don't have to worry it's about that. It's only a part of human condition, man. It's... Look, you can argue all you want, but you probably should get in your car and go before the people start showing to pick you up. Thanks, Rizwan. Uh, yeah, I gotta get out of jail. here. I gotta get out of here. Peace. <laughs> Some of you might be wondering after this episode, did he actually record this a long time ago and he's just now releasing the episode? And my answer to that is, of course I did. I, If I released this right away, Rizwan would have been immediately caught. So we made sure that Rizwan has found a safe house and he's protected and there's no way the authorities can catch up to him. Unless they go and see him at the Citadel Theater, May 26th to 28th, where he's going to be performing in Polaroid Stories. Uh, another way you can catch up to Rizwan, whether you are interested in hearing his comedy, or say if you want to uh, arrest him and bring him in, uh, you can find him on Facebook. He asked me for people to add him on Facebook. 
Uh, how do you spell Mohiadine? Well, uh, look at the title of this episode. You'll figure it out. Uh, I want to thank Rizwan for coming on and uh, taking on a very tough topic. But alas, I think I've won again. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that'd be great. It's at the Dave Ray on Twitter. And we'll see you in the next time on The Devil's Advocate. And just a reminder, I'm not the devil. It's just that I like to speak in mysterious old Latin phrases. Mm-hmm.